right, let's get it. Yeah, yeah, what up? What up, Brown? What up, though, Tom? Yeah, listen, man. That game last night was wild, man. I tried to tell you, boys from Baylor, they was ready, man. Yeah, they showed out. They showed out. Shout out to Baylor. They definitely turned up. Yeah, and Gonzaga had a good season, too, but I think they shot their load on Saturday with that last-minute shot. I don't even think they shot their load. I just think they really ran into a team that was the real deal. Facts, facts, facts. And they wanted to come out. They they didn't want to come out and box it out. They wanted to come out and knock Gonzaga out. True, true. Well, welcome, everybody, to another episode of Keep It a C C No Podcast. Yeah, yeah. What up, Dow? Appreciate y'all coming back. Appreciate y'all getting busy on IG. Matter of fact, right now, as we speak, there's there's a whole bunch of different posts, people just putting them on IG and Facebook that we probably going to grind somebody up about. So, you know, we're going to get back to that. But listen, let me tell you this. I'm going to keep it a C note with you before we start. I think Bella showed everybody that Gonzaga was overhyped. Ooh, stamp it. Overhyped? Ooh. Yeah, I think they were overhyped, bro. Yeah, I don't yeah. think they was as deep as everybody think they thought they was. You know what I'm saying? Uh, not just as deep. I don't think they were as, was as good as everybody thought they was. True, true. Yeah, it's true. Them boys from uh, Baylor came in and they just, they you could see it. They was hungry. They was hungry from the rip. Yeah, like, you don't yeah. let a team score for like four minutes. That's saying something. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah and you can right. tell, like, they, they kind of exposed everybody because Gonzaga had a couple guys that was kind of overhyped coming into this game. You mm-hmm. see what I'm saying? So they kind of exposed those guys. Like, they wasn't like the guy Tempe. Like, he couldn't do nothing. He and lost. when they were saying, they were saying that he was, like, going to be a problem in the NBA. And I'm like, he's not really mobile. He can't handle the ball. He like a more of an old-school big man. And I ain't think he was going to transition. And playing against them faster, better players, it showed. Yeah. The, the only thing, real talk, I think I think he's overhyped. only way for me, I see him becoming a good NBA player is if he learns how to shoot the outside shot. Because you're not going to be an inside banger. You're not fleet of foot. You don't handle. You can't go to the rack that strong. You won't need to hit down the three, like, regular. He, need, he got to be like a Kaminsky. Yeah, 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 man. Frank Kaminsky. Yeah, so. But, yeah, he's so, definitely overhyped. So, so, as long as on the no hype, the overhype, no cap tip, I, I saw three players from Baylor that stood out to me last night. Okay. Three players, uh, Davion Mitchell, swing guard. Yeah. I like him. I think he's got heart. He's got – he's a little bit more polished Damn, than some yeah. of the other players. You know what I'm saying? He definitely got heart. He he got heart and he got aggression with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Macy yeah, Oteague. Macy Oteague, I think, is a good scorer, but I think he's a little too small for the next level. I don't think – you know what I mean? Yeah. He, he's not blindly fast, so you either got to be blindly fast or, or kind of tough with it. We'll see how he make it. Now, here's my guy that's no cap. Jared Butler, number 12. Yeah. My man can do it all, inside, outside, hit the three. I, I don't. I can't remember the last time I saw a guard that small that could score on the inside on anybody consistently. You know what I'm saying? 
So for me, he's no cap. Like I feel like he could transfer to the next level because he can do it all. If he if he can defend on the next level, he could be all right guard. Okay. Well, I want to pat myself on the back, man. Because <laughs> right now I, I I'm feeling good, man. I think I'm rubbing off on you, man. <laughs> I definitely think I'm rubbing off on you, man. Butler, Why do you say that? Because Butler is, is no cat. He oh, yeah. He can shoot. He can handle the ball. He can play defense. He He's no cap. He's the real deal. That's true. He's definitely true. the real deal. But uh, Macy, uh, definitely too small. And I think he just got the senior thing going on with him. Uh, mm-hmm. You know how in college sometimes – Seniors look a little bit better than they are. Mm-hmm. Mitchell, Mitchell, he looks like he has hard aggression. He probably can play at the next level. Just got to get a more consistent jumper, I think. Mm-hmm. A little bit more consistent jumper because he's kind of small, too. Yes, yes. You know, the only the he, other player that, that stood out to me, and he didn't really do anything big with stats, was uh, number zero. Uh, Tom, I, I, can't, I can't remember his last name, Tom's or something like that, the big ball. I like the way he is. He's a rim protector. To me, he reminds me of like a, a Willie Cauley-Stein. He ain't going to get you that many buckets, but he can get to the rim. He could block some shots to defend, you know what I'm saying? And if he played that part, he could play at the next level too, I feel like. Well, he was small, wasn't he? He's about 6'9", I think, something like that. But he could jump, you know what I'm saying? He's, he's going to be one of them one of them, uh, of energy dudes off the bench that just come in and block a couple shots and then he go right back to you know what I'm saying? Yeah, we 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 we, we got to look back at that one. You know yeah. what I mean? But I think Butler is definitely no cap. Yeah, you know yeah, yeah, yeah. No cap. No cap. Yeah, he's he's a good player. All right, so so let's pivot off of that. So since we talked about cats that you know can and cannot make it in the uh, in the NBA, and it is championship season, who are your top three NCAA champion basketball players? that didn't make it in the NBA? Mm. It was like kind of overhyped you, me? Yeah. Like, like, like they, everybody thought that, that they had a shot to be somebody coming in, but they really um, didn't do much. Uh, I'm going to say number three, I'd probably go recent. I'd probably say... Uh, Anthony Davis teammate Michael Kidd Gilchrist. Ooh, you know what? I didn't even think about him. That's a good pull. I mean, he was the second best player on that team. He was really their leading scorer, if I'm not mistaken. He was a lockdown defender, ended up being the number two pick in the draft. Already knew he couldn't shoot, mm-hmm. you know, but I, I thought he would be way better than he is in the league. He kind of turned out to be a bust. I don't even know where he at now. He couldn't even – I know Charlotte got rid of him. He's on somebody's um, bench. I've yeah. seen him recently. Number two, I would have to go to North Carolina 04-05 team. And you can throw any of them guys on there, Marvin Williams, Sean May. But I think Rashard McCants. Ooh. McCants was supposed to be the man. He was supposed to be the man coming into the league, and he ended up being overhyped. Number one, 
Number one, now, I'm going to keep it a C-no with you. I've always been in the high school basketball, but more so like Philly, the suburban areas around Philly, more more so the local hoop scene. So my little brother, Dub, had put me on watching other people, and he put me on watching Jabari Parker. Uh, so um, one year in high school, I seen Jabari Parker play this kid that turns out to be Jalil Okafor. Mm. Okafor ends up dominating in Chicago. They high school league goes to Duke, wins a chip his first year. Best player in, in college that year. He dominated. He even dominated Frank, Frank the Tank that we just talked about, Kaminsky. Mm-hmm. Um, knew he was slow-footed, but I always thought that watching him, he was always fundamentally sound since the kids. So I thought he would be able to transition to the game. I thought the defense would be sluggish. I thought because of his height, he would be able to get you eight, nine rebounds. And um, none of that really happened. And he kind of had a good rookie season, but to keep it a C-no with you, I think if he wasn't on the Sixers and he had that good rookie season, that it could have translated into a better career. Because I think that once it was put in the air that he was only there for that year until Embiid got healthy, I I think that kind of, really messed him up. Yeah. And, you know, some young kids, if you used to being the man your whole life, some young kids, they they can't handle that. That's why a lot of kids that was coming out of high school going to the NBA wasn't succeeding in the league because they was used to being so dominant. And then they get there and something break their heart. You know, start play on the team on one pass the ball to them or check them like, look, you got to do this, that, and you got to play defense. It ain't all about scoring. You see what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I think maybe if Lil gets off to that same rookie start and does good and then loses the weight and everything, I think it gives him more confidence going into his second year. And maybe, maybe he's like a 10 and 6 guy. That's a maybe. But I would say he's my number one. Oh, that's a good pull. That's a good pull. I um mine are a lot uh further back you know I looked at some of the guys like like a Shabazz Napier when he was coming out he people just knew he was like the next hit he's still right. getting his foot in whatever so I'm not going to get on him too much you got a Luke Kennard or somebody like that Jory's still out on that dude so my honorable mention and he's only my honorable mention because his career got cut short because of an injury that wasn't basketball related Jay Williams yeah Jay Williams from Duke, number two overall pick for the Bulls, was balling his rookie season, had that accident, was never the same. So that's yeah, why he Jay was Will my was nice. he, Yeah, and he was going to be – like, they they thought Jay Will was, like, the next Jason Kidd type player. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So, like, that's why he's honorable mention because, you know, it wasn't a basketball thing. So my number three, we're going to go back to the Michigan State days, brother. Mateen okay. Cleaves. I, you know what, though? Before you even go there, to keep it a C-note with you, that's why I, I, I started to go with team players, and I'm like, I'm going to give you some slack. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't, man, because all you heard about that year was Mateen Cleaves all throughout March Madness, all throughout the season. Mateen Cleaves, point guard, guard. He's the best guard in the country, blah, 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 blah. He got into the league, yeah, and, and he went to a, a deep Detroit team. 
that was in the middle of like a title run. Yeah, so you ain't going to get that much burn, but you can contribute. And he just bounced around and never really found his footing. You know what I'm saying? Right. I don't know if it was like more injuries or whatever, but it, it just never seemed like he could get that same energy that he had in college. Number two. But he, hold on, but hold on. He one of those guys, though, that I was telling you, like, Maceo, though. He was like a four-year player. Yeah. So sometimes yeah. in college, that'd be a smoke screen. You know what I mean? They don't really be better than the, the younger guys. They just got more knowledge of the game and more experience. And it looks like they better. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because you could tell that his game was polished because of four years at Michigan State. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Number two, Juan Dixon, Maryland guard. Ooh. Yeah. Because remember, Juan Dixon was a college killer. He was a killer. Yeah. Like, like he, yeah. you couldn't stop him that year. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like his last year. So when he came to league, you think, all right, he getting drafted by the Wizards. The Wizards wasn't trash. They was all right back right. then. They wasn't good, but they wasn't trash. So you're thinking, oh, he's going to contribute. You know what I'm saying? You got other guards. I think Gilbert Arenas was still there around that time. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got guys you got guys to bounce off of. You know what I'm saying? He just never picked it up. Bounced around the league. Never did anything. Number one. I'm going back. You brought the team up. You actually said his name. My number one is Sean May. And me being a Tar Heels fan, it hurts me to say this, but he was so hyped up that year. Uh, uh, Got the Wooden Award or whatever, most outstanding player, tournament player, all of this stuff. He was literally an animal. You know what I'm saying? Like in the paint, like, and he could shoot it a little bit. But he was a beast defensively, offensively. Like, you couldn't stop Sean May. So when he went to Charlotte, I know that organization was was terrible at the time. I know they wasn't ready to win. But you would at least thought he would have put up his numbers. You know what I'm saying? At least he got his numbers there. Because now it's just you and a bunch of other cats that's trying to freestyle and get it. So you got the opportunity to be the man. And it just just, never got it. It's It's like he went backwards. You know what I'm saying? But like he he got, he got hurt too, didn't he? He did. It's like third for like third year, I think, something like that. But even in his first and second year, he wasn't really like in shape. He didn't really come in like he was ready to, you know what I mean, throw it out right. like to make this your team. You know what I'm saying? Right. So it was like, I don't I don't know what's up, my man. You know what I mean? Like you what, 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 what are you losing? Like you, you didn't have to move that far, you know the city, you know the town, you know everything. And maybe that's it. Maybe it's because you went to college there and you ended up on a team where you went to college and maybe that's an environment that's that's hard to get over. You know what I'm saying? Because same thing with Michael Kidd Gilchrist. Chris. Went to UNC, ended up in Charlotte, nothing. You know what I'm saying? Maybe if you well, no, Gilchrist went to Kentucky. I mean Kentucky, yeah, he went to Kentucky. I'm sorry. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, but um, but I mean yeah. like it, but he was on that, show, that one of those Charlotte teams. Um Yeah, he was on yeah, they, Charlotte. They, they, they played together. And it's like, you would think, y'all got that chemistry. What's up? But it never panned out. Never panned out. So. Yeah. Yeah, but listen, I'm going to keep it a C-note, but you don't want to know because North Carolina is your college basketball team? Uh, other than Temple, yeah. Temple and, and UNC. I grew up a Tar Heels fan, so. See. Here's the thing. This podcast is really going to make me not have no music fans because <laughs> the Dallas thing with Emmitt Smith, that's one thing. 
North Carolina is about to hate me for what I'm going to say. <laughs> Everybody that comes from the Tar Heels end up being duds in the league, man. Vince Carter and Rashid Wallace may be the only exception, man, that I can really think of off top. Most of the time, them dudes is, is duds, man. Yeah, I mean, you got you especially got... especially the big men, especially they big yeah. men. They end up just yes. being three rebound type dudes. Henson and all those dudes, them dudes end up being duds in the league. It's funny that you say that. It's like if you're a big guy and you go to UNC you're probably not going to have a good NBA career. And conversely, if you're a guard and you go to Duke, you're probably not going to have a good NBA career. Like, they just don't be putting them well, out like that. Here's, the, here's the thing. Who, who on North Carolina has transitioned to the NBA lately? I can't think of nobody. Um, Everybody be duds or so-so players. Kyle Lawson was a so-so player. Danny Green is so-so player. But these Danny, guys... I, I'd man. say Danny Green is probably the best person to come out of UNC in a long time. because Just because Danny Green helps a team out in ways that don't always show up on a stat sheet. But other than him, you don't really have many players. Like Yeah, but what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is these guys come into the league and be duds or role players. That's true. You don't have stars. You don't really have stars. Like it, it's funny that like they, they get these team guys. Like UNC gets team guys where you build a team around and, and they gather and they play like that. But that prevents you from having a star player in the NBA. You know what I'm saying? Like we really haven't had one. You know what I'm saying? John Henson is a good defensive player, but you know, he's just signed a 10-day contract. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it, yeah. It, it's weird. Like we've had player of the year candidates. That's what I'm saying. Tyler Hansborough. Tyler Hansborough was was thought of to be like the best banging big man coming out in a long time. Then you follow him up with Tyler Zeller. Tyler Zeller, another banger inside guy. Another does. Flamed out. He got to hit the league and nothing. I'm, I'm sorry yeah. for you for that. <laughs> I apologize, man. Let's 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 move on from that, man. This, this show doesn't get depressing, my God. Well, I don't know. This, this, section, this section might get a little depressing for us, uh, for me and you personally, because these was both of our guys. So let's okay, talk about on. Jared Goff and Carson Wentz. Okay. Both of them. One and two picks. Same draft. Both of them. Yep. Out of here. Now, Let's talk about who had the better career and who's going to have the better career. Okay. So I'm going to let you go because I know where you're going with this because I know this your man's in there. Well, to keep it a scene with you, like, I don't ever think it was a comparison. Carson Wentz had one good year. He played against a bunch of teams that was duds that year. Oh. He got he got hurt. His backup won the Super Bowl, and he was never the same. Jared Goff, um, if you give Jared Goff an offensive line, Jared Goff is actually a good quarterback. I can say Goff is better than Wentz because Goff actually led us to that Super Bowl. Oh, that's spicy. Wentz, <laughs> Wentz, 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 Wentz played, what, a quarter of a playoff? But to keep it a scene, <laughs> I, was, 
I was grinding you up for about two seasons before all of this happened. All of this happened. I said, Tone is the smokescreen. When he played teams 500 or better, his record is horrible. He's not that good. He's injury prone. I told you all of this. This is true. This is true. We're going to get it together. We're going to get it together. We killed Jerry Goff in our Super Bowl year. And the year before that, we had the best offensive line in the league. Jared Goff, if, if, if you anywhere near him, he's giving that pill up. Mm-hmm. He don't want to get hit. If you give him a little bit of time and, and, and he know he got people blocking for him, he's an accurate quarterback. He's going to hit you. He can win you games. He, 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 he can play good. Now, as far as better careers, being as though he's going to Detroit and rebuild with nobody, Carson will probably, hopefully, because I, I, still, <laughs> I still think Carson Wentz is overhyped. And I think the bad thing about it is, is they're giving him his old offensive coordinator back. And if he can't return the form with this, his career is over. That's because he couldn't play, he, he couldn't play with a new offensive coordinator. They everybody said, "Oh well, Frank was calling the plays. Frank did this." So now he has Frank. He has one of the best offensive lines in the league. If if he come out throwing twenty five interceptions again, you know what I mean? Then we got a problem. But like I always say, you. You 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 can buy offensive line, you can buy receivers, you can buy defense and running back. You can't buy heart. <laughs> oh, that's disrespectful. I, I don't think Wentz got no heart. Ooh. I don't think Wentz, I, I don't think he got no heart, man. I think he's he's overhyped, man. So you Ooh. yeah, you want Jerry go. All right, so I'm I'm a, I'm a. Defend my boy Carson Wentz, even though he ain't squad no more. You know what I'm saying? I'm still going to defend him. You know what I'm saying? Because let's go back to the MVP year. He put up 33 touchdowns, seven interceptions in 13 games. He was the prohibitive MVP of the league. Again, gives everybody, whoever we play. I don't know. He only played two teams that whole year. He only played like two, three teams with a winning record. Everybody else had losses. It was a losing records team. And he took he torched this squad before they got before they got him out of here. Yeah, yeah. He we was one of the teams that did that was five hundred or better that he beat that year. But every other team most come on, man. It was a smoke screen. This is what I'm gonna say. This is what I'm gonna say. My man Carson, because Carson elevated a lot of people that year. Like Nelson Aguilar was on the on a decline from from Rip, and he brought his game up. Alshon Jeffrey, people was writing him off. Oh, he's slow. He hurt. He old. Whatever. He ain't got it no more. Had a great year. My man was in the clutch moments. So many clutch moments, getting out of sacks, throwing touchdowns, getting out of sacks, getting first downs. He was carrying that team that year. But you are right. When he got hurt, he was never the same. And a lot of things happened. I think, and it's crazy to say this because I'm a Birds fan, but the worst thing that happened to Carson Wentz is the Eagles winning the Super Bowl. That was the worst thing that could have happened for his confidence because 
you telling me that I didn't get there. I got us in position, but my backup got us the bowl. Now I got to come back, and he's still here. There's a statue of this dude outside of my stadium. He's still here, but I got to come back. But he came back, and he played well next year. The next year, he was balling again. Got hurt. Quarterback, backup comes in. What does he do? Takes him back to the playoffs. He didn't win it. He got close again. Got close, got us to the second round, got close, but he didn't win it. So, yeah, his confidence took a hit. You know what I'm saying? Now, Hart, when that game against the Rams, that's pure Hart, man. When he tore that ACL and then came and then stayed in and threw a touchdown pass, that's a, that's big, man. That's that's Hart right there. You know what I'm saying? Because who knows yeah. what would have happened if he did came out? We would, I, don't, I don't think I'm gonna keep it. A, I'm gonna keep it a C note with you. If he did not, if he came out that play before we scored, I don't think we win that game. I don't. I don't think we win that game. I think because y'all were coming, y'all we were up, by I think like ten or something like that, and y'all were coming back. So the game went right. back and forth. You know what I'm saying? Right. If he comes out before scoring that touchdown, and you don't put Foles up and putting him in the game with a lead, we don't right. win that game because y'all were on fire. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Well, let me let me like, keep it a seat. Hold, 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 hold on, hold that thought. Let me see yeah. with you real quick. Just just on, on on that one thing. Some you may call it this heart. I call it adrenaline. <laughs> <laughs> As you were though. He, he was running off adrenaline when he stayed there. Like, if it was heart, he would have came back in, in the Chicago game, man. Oh As you were. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna give you that one. That was that was good right there. So one knock I'll say against Jared Goff is the talent. Like his receiving core, y'all receiving core was crazy. Cup, Cooks, and uh my man uh Robert uh Brooks. That's like Wood. it was it was Wood. Robert Woods. That's a that's a talented ass receiving core. You know what I'm saying? Right. Then right. you got a defense that's supporting you, you know what I mean? Like his your defense was carrying you through a lot of stuff. You know what I'm saying? They helped y'all in close games now. Like, like we talked about. Not that year. Not that year. No, not, not that, that year. year. Not no, that year. No, 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 no. Not but that the years, year. y'all, the years y'all win. Y'all, y'all, y'all played. Now, I'll give it to you. Y'all played as a good team, but you still had AD in the middle of that. You know what I'm saying? That's a big deal. It's a big deal, bro. You know what I'm saying? Now, that you, Monday you, night you, game what? against the Chiefs, that Monday night game against the Chiefs, that Jared Goff with performance, Wentz has nothing in his career to top that. What they say, a blind squirrel finds a nut every once in a while. You know what I'm saying? But oh, like you said, so we're we going we gonna to fast forward for the rest of their career. I don't think Jared Goff in Detroit has a winning season yeah, for the rest exactly. of his career. I think he, he got – the, the t- he got the worst part of that trade. Like you're going to an organization that's been terribly run since the beginning, so yep. you screwed. Now Carson and they and they going in rebuild mode. Exactly, Carson is set up to where if they played their card right, Indianapolis could be in the Super Bowl in two years. You know what I'm saying? They could be in the Super Bowl in two years because they're building a defense that's already respected and nasty. And your offense is getting better. You got a young core wide receivers with a veteran like T.Y. You got running backs. You, you got, they got too many running backs. You know what I'm saying? To name. They're, they're, 
talented across the board. You got Frank Wright coming back. Yeah, he lost his old coordinator, but we know he ran the show. You know what I'm saying? We got Sirianni, whatever. But Carson, if you don't get this done, I'm going to keep it a C-note with you. If you don't get it done at Indianapolis, you were a draft bust. You will become one of the top busts of all time. Well, well, let me, let me, let me keep it a C-note with you. I'll go one further because I think he is going to be one of the top. If they come in this year and they decline one bit from Philip Rivers-led team, then that right there, once you start hearing the whispers, eight and eight is not acceptable. No. Nine and seven is not acceptable. You got to get 11 and five or better with that team, and you got to you gotta win some playoff games. If he He's doesn't win do that this, this year, if, if, he don't, if, if, he, if he don't make the playoff, I think his career is over because he's one of those and, and guys. Crazy. He's one of those guys that anything can break his confidence. Yeah, he's on a, he's he's teetering right now. And for you to, to get everything that you said you wanted, you wanted to be with this coach and dig the move. The offseason ain't over. They'll mess around and get Zach Ertz. They'll mess around and have Zach Ertz too. So now not only do you have your favorite coach, you may have your favorite target along with a very talented roster. So you have no excuse. Plus, this year you're gonna have a full training camp. You're gonna have everything at your disposal. You're not injured. You're coming in healthy. You're ready to go. You're fired up. So you have no excuse not to succeed. So if Carson Wentz don't get it done, if he don't get them a Super Bowl, he's a – I got to say it. He's probably going to be one of the biggest busts of all time. Come here. I, I, come here, everybody. I just want to keep it a <laughs> note on a couple of things. First of all, let me piggyback off what you said about making other people better. Last time I checked, Nelson Aguilar numbers have went through the roof since he left the Eagles. So True. that Alshon Jeffries played way better with Nick Foles than Carson Wentz. Alshon Jeffries was one of the guys that wanted Nick Foles to start over Carson Wentz. And the last thing I will keep it a C-note with you with, in two seasons, mark my word, and two, no more than three seasons. Carson Wentz will be on the sideline during games with a clipboard talking Ooh. to whoever he's backing up. Remember I said it. That's it. Two, two three seasons. That's it. Got to keep it a C-note with you. He's a dud. You heard. Y'all heard it from Brown. Like he do every show, he ended off with a Bomb. I feel like we need a funk flex bomb drop for that because that was crazy. Wow. Wow. Two, three years on the sideline. Holding the clipboard. Whoo. Brown, you did it again, man. You did it again. <laughs> I got to keep it a C note with you, my guy. Hey, listen, I appreciate you keeping it a C note because, uh, whoo, that was major. I like that one. Well, listen up, y'all, good people. Thank you all for tuning in with us. Come back. Yeah. Check us out every time. Check out IG, Twitter, Facebook. Hit us up. Hit us questions. Hey, listen, if you hit us up enough, you might end up on the show. So uh, get them, get them comments up. 
Ain't no doubt. Keep it a C No podcast. Instagram and Twitter and the Facebook uh, group. Make sure y'all tune in, y'all. Yeah. My boy Brown. Keep doing your thing, bro. Same to you, Tone. Until next time, my brother. Yes, sir.